What's up, everybody? Welcome to week four recap. We're live on the pod. Uh, coming back at you. That was we're back to the original. Got to stick with DMX. Um, big week. We got to recap. Uh, I took my first loss. That's important. Um, and because of that, we are actually this is losers week. We're calling all the losers. So hopefully we get everybody, uh, all five losers on, uh, myself included. I'll go first. Uh, man, damn it, Cole. You just toyed with my emotions all week. This was uh, this was really difficult for me. I went into this week. You heard it last week. Fully convinced I was going to lose. I had no expectations of winning, and then Thursday night was just absolutely beautiful. Golf went off, and uh, let's see, I had golf and Robert Woods went off. So I had fifty six points out of, out of the gate. I was projected to beat Cole. I was all excited. Cole was in Vegas Friday morning. I woke up at six for work and I had a missed call from Cole. We're talking on the phone as I'm getting out of the shower on a Friday morning. It was super weird. He was hammered. Uh, I was excited. And then every minute that passed on Sunday, things just got worse for me. Um, early on Sunday, I was convinced I was going to win by 40 points. I actually fell asleep at halftime of the Colts Texans game. Was that it? Colts? Uh, yeah. Colts Texans. Texans were winning like 37 nothing or something at halftime when I fell asleep and I had Texans D so they had 19 points or something like that and Cole had Andrew Luck and he had six points or something like that at halftime I was like oh I'm set that's the only game I'm not worried about and I woke up two hours later to a very confusing alert that they were going into overtime Andrew Luck had scored 30 some odd points in the second half of that game by himself both fantasy and on the on the field uh Texans D had dropped from 19 points back down to like six went to overtime every minute that game lasted was just pulling teeth from me uh by then I was convinced I was going to lose at that point Cole was a big favorite um Juju didn't really do it for me. Tyreek didn't really do it for me. There was a chance last night. I was texting the group. I was toying with my emotions again. I talked myself back into it, and I lost. So everything went exactly as I planned is what I'm saying. Uh, first of all, first loss, it was bound to happen. I'm the fifth, fifth best team. Fifth best teams lose all the time. So um, tough for me. With that said, Carson Wentz is officially on the trade block. I should have said this earlier. Carson Wentz on the trade block. Um, people that might be interested, anyone who's starting someone like, uh, Russell Wilson or Tom Brady as their starting quarterback, um, might need a quarterback, a MVP candidate last year, uh, MVP last year. Who knows? Hard to say really. Um, overall, obviously not just about me. Crazy week. Uh, this is actually, I had to go back and do some research for this. This was the highest scoring week in the history of our fantasy football league. Um, 2017, the highest scoring, sorry, 2016, highest scoring week, we averaged 113 points. 2017, we, the highest scoring week was 111 points. This week we averaged 129 points. It wasn't even close. 16 points higher on average than any other week. I don't know what, what happened, what was in the water. Uh, actually, if you take out Hank's score, which I know you're picking and choosing at that point, but if you take out Hank's score, we have averaged 136 this week. So, um, pretty brutal week. We had losers that have with scores of 127, 123, and 122, which most weeks those are not losing scores. Those are all well above average. Uh, I guess our average is like what 116 or something like that. 112 points per week is is roughly our average. So. Um, everything was out of whack. On top of that, you had uh, Chris got a win after we put him 10th last week. Uh, Aditya lost after we put him first last week. Although, who called it? Chaboy. Last words on last week's podcast before Hook'em Grundles was, Roe is going to beat Aditya. You heard it here first, and you did hear it here first, and Roe did beat Aditya. You're all welcome. I know we all put money on that. Um, Matt. Is the last game Matt got a win? All we've done is trash Matt. I gotta say, it's a lot more fun when Matt's not winning games. Um, but Matt got a win over Trey, so anytime a, a juggernaut falls, um, we almost had the clean sweep of Trey, Aditya, and Cole. I failed you guys, and that's on me. Um, so that leaves Cole, the only team 4 0. Johnny, only team 0 4, uh, and a whole smattering in between. So, um, yeah, big week. 
and uh, we'll get into it. I guess power rankings time. Um, power rankings this week. Cole's got to go first. Unfortunately, pains me to say he didn't have a great week. I mean, one thirty six. He didn't have the best week of anybody, but he is undefeated. Undefeated. You're gonna take the cake at first overall as long as that's true. Um, after that, this gets tough because Trey and the DT lost. Um, man, oh man, oh man. I mean, you can't give it to hardly anybody else. Uh, I'm gonna go with Aditya. Obviously, still by record three and one. Uh, he's up there. Hasn't had a week where he scored less than like something crazy, 107 or something like that. He only puts up points. Um, third, we'll throw in maybe Rowe. Rowe's back to 500. Um, he scores a lot of points, put up 146 this week. He took down a DTA this week, so uh, really quickly climbed up there. Um Let's see, Rowe is averaging, yeah, he's got 500 points for, that's good for third in the league behind Aditya and Trey, so um, yeah, Rowe's going to take it, third overall. Fourth, I'm still going to go with Trey, Trey's team still scares me, Uh, we'll talk to him a little bit about some concerns that might be there, but um, fourth, we're giving to Trey, fifth, let's see, oh, I'm fifth, of course I'm fifth. Yeah, I'm right where I belong. Three and one, probably still uh, batting above my, uh, punching above my my weight class here. But um, I think I'll settle in nicely to three and two. We'll see. Um, I'm the fifth best team again. I'm fifth or fourth in just about every single metric. Uh, so that's where I'm going to be. Six. Uh, actually, we're going to stop. We're going to jump to tenth. Johnny, Johnny, you're going to be tenth. Um, I'll work my way back up. Nine and eight. Oh, Matt got a win. Hank's got to be nine. <sighs> Hank's ten. Johnny, you're nine. Hank's ten. Hank sucks. Uh, Hank's team comes in last in uh, points four by almost 100 points. Um, but he doesn't score. He's got one win. He scored 60 this week. That stinks. It's garbage. Um, so Hank's 10. Johnny, you should have a bunch of wins. You should have at least one, probably two. And it wouldn't be crazy if you had three wins at this point. Um, so you're nine on my board. 0-4 is rough. But it's going to turn around. Stay the course. Um, let's see. we got to get up to eight. We need eight, seven, and six. And we've got Chris... Anurag and Matt, mm. all three won this week, which is crazy. We're going to do a 6A, 6B, 6C. We'll alphabetize them, Aditya, or, uh, Anurag, Chris, Matt. Uh, Matt put up a lot of points. 159 is a new season record. Uh, everybody scored for him. His defense sucked, but that was about as much as you can say uh Deshaun proved me wrong that maybe he's not as bad as I think obviously Melvin scored a lot because the the uh he just always does that uh Philip Lindsay was a guy whose name I learned this week who put up a bunch of points so good work there Matt um yeah there you have it there's your power rankings I'm not proud of it but that's where I'm at I'm fifth Hank's 10th Cole's first that's all you need to know So with that in mind, let's get going. We're going to make some calls. Scott, how's it going? I'm doing well, Johnny. You're live on the pod. How are we? Uh, I, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. I've, uh, I've missed these, uh, these realms here. So I am, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Something tells me you have a lot on your mind in terms of fantasy football. Look, it's been, it's been tough. It's been tough, you know. Um, I, you know, I I thought it was hard to lose 155 to 148, but then it's just been downhill since then. Yeah, it hasn't gotten much I, better I, for you. And I, I, I don't think I have a bad fantasy team. I, you know, I I am 0 and 4. 
and I was looking at the statistics, you know, points for this year is 460, which isn't great. I think that's seventh in the league right now. But points against is 530. Yeah. No one's even close. Yeah, and the average, uh, like, no single team is scoring that many points. Uh, no. You have, like, week over week just had it handed to you, and there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, okay. Week one, I lose to Pooper Scooper, as I affectionately call Hank's team. Um <laughs> By point one, and in there, you know, if we were to throw out defenses and kickers, I would have won that game. And Week what's two, reasonable here? You should always throw out defenses and kickers. And the kick, yeah, I mean, they're they're they just, I mean, you can strategize to some degree, but there is such you know, such a luck variable to to both of those, uh, uh, I guess, players or positions that. Um, you just you just kind of have to you know do your best and and fingers crossed. So there, I kind of felt like I got you know the short end of the stick. Week two, you know, sorry, I I you know hey, it's okay. Enough said. It wasn't <laughs> no enough said. And then week week three, um, you know, if in in an optimized lineup, granted, I you know I I decided to play Kirk Cousins rather than Matt Ryan. Yeah, you left forty five. Uh, yeah, forty five points on the board. Points on the on the on the board, and I mean, and last week, I mean, Chris Chris had a you know great week. There was nothing I could I could really do. So you, you scored one hundred and ten. It's not like you yeah you stunk it. Yeah, up. exactly. So I mean, I I so usually there are two things in, in for fantasy that I want more than anything is one. I want to make sure I have players on good teams or winning record teams. And two, I, I like to have a high floor so that I can at least, you know, you know, I'm not going from 60 to 140 yeah, uh, from yeah. week to week. I, I definitely have prefer that. to have a high. And I have that. And I, so I'm just, I, it's been frustrating. It's I been bet. very frustrating. And, you know, I decided to come out of my hole for this podcast, and I, I clearly <laughs> ranted and, and expressed my misgivings via our, our text thread, um, some of which I remember, <laughs> some of which I Yeah, walk us through what happened last Sunday. What was last Sunday like, <laughs> uh, 10 days ago? What was that like for you? Oh, my goodness. That was, you know... Sunday that we we had a brunch. Cole was involved. Um, it was a lot of fun, but of course, you know, I, I had you know coming into the brunch, you're always like, all right, I'll go home and you know maybe I'll vacuum or do something very like domestic, <laughs> yeah. and you know, Manly. and then next next thing you know, four o'clock rolls around. I'm shit faced. Everybody's coming back to the place. I'm at Trader Joe's with like. Two six packs, like a bottle of wine and a bottle of champagne, of which I probably drank fifty percent of fifty <laughs> percent of that. And then next thing you know, I'm you know sending out videos with no no video content, only audio content. <laughs> it was about electric. me saying "fuck you, Scott." <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I took the brunt of it, but I'm willing to fall on my sword now and again. When you're okay. on three. You've been robbed, and I robbed you one of those times. I'll fall on my so so okay. So the reason I was a little you know peeved with with you was look you know we we chatted you know when you were playing when we were playing each other in week two and it was kind of like well this kind of sucks one of us is going to lose but we both you know feel good about it. What got me was a couple days later and of course you know in that text message you know thread you're very kind very you know you know understanding and then i get a venmo message (laughs) that i have received a scent from my fantasy overlord or some shit like that john you're a smart man you know all about trickle down economics it's the least i could have done (laughs) really oh man that was that's what kind of you know took took me took me off a little bit because that's I was fair. like, but uh, no, it's just been it's just been frustrating 
Uh, and at this point in time, you know, I was week two. It sucked that you know that game sucks. Week three, okay, I'm zero and three. This sucks. It's week four, <laughs> and I'm zero and four, and I don't know what to do. I, I, so let's. Uh, I, I, I do I, have a suggestion for you. Okay, okay. I think that this could really turn your season around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, for the last two weeks, the first two weeks you got robbed. And for the last yeah. two weeks, you've actually just been bringing bad karma on yourself by not changing your team name now that Jimmy G <sighs> went down with the AC. Down. It's yeah. kind of disrespectful, right? Like, uh, yeah. So, so you should be usually, him for a service, not I know. as Latina hussy. Yeah. You know that is that is true. I, I'm never one, you know, to change team names, you know, quite often. And so the kind of interesting thing here is that for the last couple of years, I've done what I consider injuries kind of theme. So I did uh, Jason Pierre-Paul's Nine Fingers mm-hmm. um, after his firework uh, incident, and then I did uh, God, what's his name, uh, Phil Sims' broadcast career because that took a hit mm, um yep. so this year i was like you know i just kind of feel bad doing injuries and then you and did an injury and you didn't i didn't know it i didn't even know it yeah, yeah so I, I i you're right maybe i need to kind of change things up and 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 well, bring 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 something better to the table maybe so. if we're going to gear it back towards injuries my suggestion would be uh you could change your team name to something like tyler eifert's ankle bone was hanging out of his sock the other day. Oh, my goodness. And you know what? I picked him up, and I was so excited <laughs> about Tyler Eifert. I literally was, got to the point of watching, like, Cincinnati Bengals, like, football uh, TV, you know, they have on their local uh, cable channel, <laughs> interviewing Tyler Eifert. And, you know, after five minutes, it's all about his mullet. I'm like, what? Why a, am I doing yeah, this? Yeah, he's a weird dude. I don't. Yes, yes. But watching film, he looked great, and now he, I, I'm surprised if he can even walk. So that yeah. was another just kind of salt in the wounds. I'm like, all right, I think I've actually really figured out this tight end situation. I really like Tyler Eifert. The Spangles offense looks good, and then and then that happens. Yeah, so, that's tough. So now you have a big coaching decision here. Are you going to keep Evan Ingram in your IR spot, or are you going to put Tyler Eifert there? Um. I mean, from my understanding, Tyler Eifert's out for the season. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm, that's true. Yeah, I think he had surgery. Uh, that's I saw he had surgery, so I just assumed he was out for most of the season. Yeah, it looks uh, like he's back in week six. So you never yeah, so want to be you never want to be moving tight ends, cycling tight ends through an IR spot, no matter how. Yeah, you yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean. I think, to be honest, it's either via trade or hunt through the waiver wire again. Mm. Um, Tight ends are tough on the waiver wire. Yes, so... I mean, I wouldn't know. uh, I have a great one, but I've heard. (laughs) But, no, it's just been... It's just been tough. It's just been... It's been frustrating. Um... You know, and I it, it's funny because I the last like couple of years I've kind of felt that I've been actually fortunate in the sense that I I I feel like I've been on the lower end of the points against. So I've been I've, the luck has kind of been on my side for the last couple of years, and then this year it just has come. It is not the case anymore. So no. here's one more optimistic spin zone for you here. Okay. Okay. Last week um, we had. As in this past weekend, we had Roe struggling. He was looking pretty uh-huh. bad, and I said he was going to beat Aditya. He was going to take down an undefeated team. He needed. He just needed like his Goliath to come after. Yeah, you're playing Cole this coming week. Man, I think, I think it's just a Flint Hill thing. You guys need the challenge in front of you. Yeah, get that first yeah, win. I- Exactly. You know what? It's just been, it's been, you know, I knew Pooper Scooper was a poor team. Yep. Um, you know, I respected you, so that's why I put out a good showing. Oh, thanks, buddy. And, and, you know, you, you, you reciprocated. And then Aditya, look, um, 
I mean, a lot of respect for that music video, obviously. Mm. So I, I, but still, I, I need, and then Chris, I, I, it would take a lot to earn even a smidgen of respect from, uh, for him. But, um, um, yeah, maybe I just need to play the big dogs because, I mean, Cole is, uh, Cole's a big dog. Unfortunately, I tried to take him down. I tried to. I tried to defend. Yeah, you did. You did. It was a hell of a matchup. Yeah, uh, we're I all mean, over the place. I, it wouldn't well, feel right for me to be the only four and team right now. That just wouldn't. Yeah. That would be too out of place. So I, I understand how it worked out. But I'd like for you to take him down. No one needs to get to five now, and no one needs to get to yeah. five. Let's keep some parity no. here. Exactly. I well, think, I was also looking. There are seven teams that are two and two or under. So I'm like, all right. I mean, in my opinion, I think the next two games for me are must-wins. Um, that means we could have seven seven teams finish the season two and eleven. Kind of, kind of crazy. Really? No, no, no. Somebody <laughs> else like, I was like, I really don't think that matters. Out. But you know what? I don't send spreadsheet, weekly spreadsheets to the outside. Like. I, also, you know what? Your L.A. Rams uh, con- uh, connection over here. I mean, Jared mm. Goff. What a what a what a selection. I mean, yeah. I mean, was it was it was it? You know, hey, I believe in McVeigh, and then you got Robert Woods in your flex, who's just been Robert been Woods good. was like totally out of the blue. I don't even know if I drafted him. I think that might have been uh, off the waiver wire at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jared Goff was intentional. He showed, like, flashes of it at the end of the season last year when, like, it didn't really yeah. matter. Uh, and yeah. I think, like, they're just going to have an insane offense. It's probably not going to be like this all season, but I think they'll be good all year. Um, it's yeah. kind of like your Vikings contingent, which yeah. could not be going better for you. Like, no, I think this I mean, is it's, the ceiling of what you could have expected. Yeah, no, it's it's going great. I mean, the... I, the one downside is uh, Dalvin Cook has not been uh, – he just hasn't been what I expected for of him. You know, I, I pay – he was my my uh, keeper along with Thielen who's been fantastic. Um, but Dalvin Cook just hasn't been – he hasn't been very good. He put up 0. 0.2 points or two points last week and, um, you know, he's – he just – was he injured against Buffalo two weeks ago? Was he injured? Yeah, so he was injured against Buffalo, and mm-hmm. then he only took, I think, uh, ten carries. Um, yeah, ten carries. I think he was he was only in like eighteen snaps the whole game or mm-hmm. something like That's that. Tough. So, I mean, but Christian McCaffrey's been great, and I've got Julian Edelman coming back uh, this week. Uh, Will Fuller has been a stud. Mike Evans has been great. So I, I. I you got the pieces there. I, I feel good. I mean, I, I'd like to have you know a, a stronger tight end. Um, I'm hoping Evan Ingram something comes out of him because he's. I think he's really good, but he, he just hasn't shown it this year. So that's what, that's why I'm keeping him on the IR. And plus, you know, if you have a place to put IR, I just why not? Uh, um, but it just it's it's just been tough. It's just been tough. So. But, you know, it's a long season. I'm holding out hope. Um, but, you know, speak to me in two weeks. I might be blowing this whole thing up and selling assets for next year. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know what? I think I can take Pooper Scooper in the, in the bowl. <laughs> as long as you can take Pooper Scooper in the bowl, you'll be set. That's all you need. Um, and I gave him his – you know what? That just really pisses me off. The fact that I gave him – Probably his only win the season this year. So, ooh, wow. Okay. I mean, all right. Sorry, I, I he put up what sixty, 60 points. points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's like it's not the first time he's put up less than like seventy points this year. Yeah, I think I beat him with. Oh no, I haven't played him. Who did I beat? I beat somebody with a really low score. But um... sorry, he, he put up he put up seventy four in week two. He actually put up. One thirteen in week three, so maybe I'm maybe I'm sleeping on. Yeah, he's only broken a hundred points, which uh, yeah is pretty rough this year. Yeah, and man, Chris kind of came out of nowhere too. Yeah, Yeah. it's anybody's league. It's anybody's league. 
Um, I mean, I, I I do think top top dogs are you and uh, and Joku. Um, I mean, you guys, you guys. Well, with the exception of you for week three, you've, you both have consistently put up big numbers. Um, so and and Gronk, if you love me, breezes is really good too. True. So. Yeah. All right. One more question before I let you go. Yes. I yes. heard this weekend the uh, 2036 Ryder Cup, which mm. I believe Tiger will be 61 years old for, <laughs> is uh, going to be at Congressional. Can we go? Oh, no way. Yeah. Rumor when has did it. did you hear this? Rumor has it. It was like a footnote uh, during the Ryder Cup broadcast. So it's got to be true. Dude, absolutely. All, right. All in. Everybody can go. All right. Sounds um, good. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're absolutely. Also, we laid an absolute egg. Yeah, we're terrible. And and, and, and also a little uh a little bit of um uh um controversy, you know, Patrick Reed with his New York Times. Oh, uh, he sucks. He's the worst. Dude, he's, he sucks. Yeah, and then apparently DJ and Brooks got into a, a fight of some sort. Really? I thought they were good buddies. Apparently, but uh, yeah, they got into some sort of fight at the after party, which brings up the question of when you got smoked in the Ryder Cup, why do you have an after party? Like, <laughs> after, after parties party. are for winners, guys. Europeans get an after yeah. party. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, it was bad. But yeah, um, speaking of uh, uh, going to Congo, absolutely. Perfect. So Count me in. Yeah. All right. Uh, so 14 years from now. Oh, 18 man, years from now. Yeah. 18 years. Yeah, it's going to be wild. I can't wait. All right. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'm glad to be on the pod. I'll, uh, I'll catch you soon. All right. Go kick Cole's ass for us. I will. I will. See ya. Right. See you, buddy. Hank, welcome to the pod. How are you? Hello, Scott. I'm doing well. Good. How was your weekend? It was fantastic. How yeah. was yours? Uh, it was great. It was delightful. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I have an interesting story from my weekend that I think people who attended the real FHS will appreciate. Oh, go ahead. Uh, so for uh, for long time listeners listeners of the pod or anyone who listened to episode one hated it and for whatever reason are now listening to episode four <laughs> you will remember that i recently joined the ranks of the engaged that's and, right uh, yes we're very happy for you yeah and uh as part of that process we are now going out and looking at venues um and so we were walking through brooklyn and one of the venues that was on our list is this place called brooklyn winery and we didn't have any sort of like appointment or anything but we just figured we'd walk by and we got there, and uh, it was closed for a private event. And so we were, like, peeking out of the window, and the, like, service lady that was there, like, ushered us in and, like, let us kind of walk around. And there was no one else in there except for this one girl who was walking down the stairs who happened to be, like, their events coordinator. And it was Caroline Grappi. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Did not see that coming. Did yeah, you, me did neither. You... So yeah, I was pretty yeah. shocked. <laughs> you must not, definitely not. She obviously recognized you. Yeah, it was one of those like, oh my god, hey. Did you, know, you, someone, did you know she lived that, in Brooklyn? Or yeah, I, I I did know that, but I had I've never run into her, and I like in New York at all. Right. I probably talked to her maybe twice since we graduated from high school. Yeah. Uh, so that was a little shocking, but she is their events coordinator and basically like gave us a tour of the place. And did like a very professional job, and then at the end I was like, "That was really, really good, Caroline." Like, so how have you been for the last, you know, six years? Yeah. <laughs> last book with you. Small world. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was weird. Didn't expect to do a wedding tour in Brooklyn with someone that went to high school with me in Virginia. Yeah, very small world. Uh, did you guys find a place? Uh, there is one leader in the clubhouse, if you will, mm. um, for all you golf fans out there. Yeah. Uh, but we don't have it signed yet. So still, okay. uh, still looking at dates. Nice. All, uh, you're set on, uh, New York, Brooklyn. Um, we really like this one venue and we'll probably make the dates work regardless of what they have available. 
And so basically, yes. Okay, cool. That's exciting. Yeah. How, uh, otherwise, other than that, how's engaged life? It's good. Did I see you, um, uh, you ran a 5k this weekend? No, that was a charity walk across the Brooklyn bridge for this, uh, foundation that does, uh, work around diabetes. Nice. Okay. Bless, bless up, Chris. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, nice. Kind of like a 5K, except easier. That's, it was pretty simple. It was one of the better. easier. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Lydia's like company, their CEO has a son who has diabetes, and so he's very much involved. And basically, Bloom or what is it, Bloomingdale's had like the biggest group of people doing this sort of fun walk. Gotcha. And I was like, I think I think we can make this work. Nice. That's awesome. It's, it's, it's in my physical wheelhouse right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of my sweet spot at this point. Uh, yeah, exactly. Very cool. How's Stacy doing? She's good. She's working on a a show called Sweet Bitter season two, um, which is on Stars. If you haven't caught season one, go back and watch it. But now, shooting started this week, so they're basically wrapped up from a writing standpoint, and it's just a lot of work. And the hours are a lot more rigorous on the on the filming side and dealing with crazy actors and actresses and locations and all the craziness that goes with shooting a television series. Is, uh, is it going to be any good? Yeah. Was season first, one any good? Yeah. So it's based on a book by this woman named Stephanie Danler, who's also involved. I'll in wait for the, the movie to come out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, basically the first season was a little bit slow cause they had to like build the characters and basically set the scene and the story. And season two is supposed to be a little bit more fast-paced, nice. as I've been told by someone who's working on writing it. So, all right, that helps. She, she probably she probably knows. An inside source, we like that. Uh, how's the yogurt industry? The yogurt industry is booming. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's not. It, that your good text right now. today, <laughs> your text today said yogurt made out of coconuts. Is that different right. from yogurt with coconuts in it? Uh, yes, it is different. This is a. Non-dairy, yeah, this is a non-dairy coconut-based yogurt. So, uh, no, like lactose-free completely. It's non-dairy. And so it basically sits separate from our traditional yogurt, our traditional Greek yogurt. And it's, uh, I actually had to try samples today and I liked it. There's also going to be a non-dairy drink. It's kind of like coconut water. It's much more like I don't, I don't know what, I don't know how to describe it. I guess kind of more watery than milky, if you will. Okay. Like the, our, our current drink is like our current yogurt drink is pretty milky. Yeah. And this one tastes more like coconut water. So the texture is a little bit different. Okay. Uh, I thought it tasted fine. It's for a different market. People that are very health conscious and Ugh. lactose free or Ugh. I don't know, you know, people, you know, you know, people, it's very Brooklyn. Yeah. So what, uh, um, does the coconut yogurt taste like coconut? And is there a way to make it taste like anything other than coconut? Yeah. No, it doesn't really. I mean, it's it's like any sort of nut milk. So it's like a neutral it's, base, it's, basically. Just yeah, like it's yogurt. pretty neutral. There's there's a plain. Even the plain like doesn't really. I don't. I'm not a huge coconut fan. The yeah. plain doesn't really taste like coconut. None of them really taste like coconut. We have a whole. We're coming out with a whole line like plain vanilla strawberry blueberry basically like traditional flavors of yogurt um and so it all tastes like that sort of flavor that you would expect i, I thought it was fine if, if you if i handed it to you and didn't tell you it was coconut based yogurt you probably wouldn't know okay i'll just put it that way that uh yeah. that's a, a vote of confidence right there I'll, to, I'll give it a shot yeah um speaking of the food and beverage industry do you own any weed stocks you'd like to talk about i do not I so there's your first mistake. Yeah, I would say that I am interested in the space. <laughs> I, I think that there's a lot of room for growth for these type of companies, and if you happen to inherit as a gift some sort of stock, you're probably pretty happy about that. Um, but I personally have not been granted any sort of weed stock, and I have not purchased any. Okay. So I'm I'm not totally. Uh, up to snuff on my my weed stocks at the moment. I uh, I'm deep in the game. I told you this on the last podcast. I'm real deep in the game. 
I actually was texting Cole this morning about my the state of my weed stocks and I had to do a double take when I realized that what I thought was an alert informing me that I was up like 13% was actually an alert that I was up 1300% on my weed stocks. It was, they're all penny stocks, which is why this is so ridiculous. Um, so I I had to make a quick sale, uh, a very abrupt sale while texting Cole this morning. Um, yeah, but it's electric. It's well, I'm not, I'm not making any money. Don't get me wrong. Uh, because for every one that jumps 1300, I own about 15 that are down a hundred percent. Um, what a rush. <laughs> it's wild. You got to try it, man. Oh man. I missed those days. <laughs> one day you're going to be married and you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh uh, yeah. I, I yearn for those days. Well, that's good, man. Um, sweet. Did you watch the Ryder cup? Yeah, I did. It was pretty disappointing all around. Yeah. I don't really know what how else to really think about it. What do you think about Patrick Reed? Oh, he's the worst. I never liked. I didn't like him during the Masters. I don't like his family nonsense. I don't like his wife, who is like a total Nazi. Uh, and then today, somebody, some anonymous source came out and was like, "Yeah, he's full of shit." Like that. That just. Yeah. He begged to play with Tiger. That's all him. Um, yeah, I thought that was ridiculous. It's so un-American to go against the team. Yeah. Uh, and then the whole Brooks and DJ maybe got into a fight thing. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, there's a rumor that they got into a fight at the after party, uh, which begs the question, who do you take in a fight between I was gonna say, DJ who you got? and Brooks? So I have a, I have a long-standing theory, and it, it gets amplified every time the announcers talk about how much Brooks works out, that Brooks is just kind of chubby and not fit at all. Really? He's just I very good at... I think that I would take... As a guy that spent a lot of his life figuring out how to wear golf polos that made you look like you're not as just a hair chubby as you are, <laughs> I see right through what he. I know what he's doing. You're on though. Yeah, I don't think he's that fit. Um, so I'm I taking think, DJ because he's got the reach, and basically what I'm saying is neither of them are that strong. Yeah, I think that I have it in my head that Brooks is super strong because he worked out that one day before he won whatever golf tournament yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, but DJ probably has that like cocaine thing going for him. So he's probably like really hyped up all the time. Yeah. And it was at a party. So he's definitely got a cocaine thing going. So that, that, that's probably to his advantage in, in a, you know, cocaine fueled party fight. Yeah. But I think I would probably take Brooks. Yeah. I mean, if I were there, I would like Brooks to win, just pummel DJ so that I could console Paulina. That that's smart. I like the way you're thinking yeah. about that. That, that. that is smart. Huh. All right. And in a scenario where there's a fight between DJ and Brooks, <laughs> and, and you I'm happen to be there, there and Paulina, and Paulina is there, and I'm not married, you're you're probably going to be the one that's going to control her. <laughs> I think so. I've got it all planned out. Yeah. No one else is yeah. in the long game like I am. That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. You got me there. <laughs> all right. Well. um... You got anything else? You got any questions for me? Um, how's Atlanta? Atlanta's good. Oh, I've got some news for the podcast. Can I confide in you yeah. some news? Uh, last Please. week we took a week off from Life News, but we're back this week. Uh, I got a new job. Really? Yeah, I signed. I accepted an offer for a new job, so I'll be doing. Uh, Congratulations! Thanks, man. I'll be doing uh, manufacturing consulting for a consulting firm. So. Uh, well, I'm confused about your text this morning, then, about the fighter jets. Yeah, I have a week and a half left at Lockheed. Got it. Yeah. So tell me more about this new company. Uh, it's called AT Kearney. It's a big consulting firm, and I'm working on a... Yeah, I know them. Yeah, I'm working on a team that, uh, that does, like, uh, manufacturing and production um, specialty. So I'm going to start working with automotive and aerospace, uh, but... Actually, food and beverage was one of the uh, one of the areas that they said they do a lot of work in, and I'd probably end up a little bit involved in. So maybe we'll yeah, that's what I know them actually. Okay, yeah, I've heard their name through through those food and bev circles. Gotcha. Uh, that's cool, man. Is it in Atlanta? For now, yeah. The only reason, so like my plan all along, you've probably heard a million times from me, is Bailey's going to get a job in the spring when she graduates, and then I'll go wherever. Uh, this yeah. is like flying in the face of that. And the only reason it makes any sense is because they have offices in every major city and it doesn't really matter where I'm based out of. So, 
Um, cool. For now, I'll be in Atlanta and then probably relocating. So. Cool. So that doesn't, yeah, it doesn't affect your geography come no. a year from now. No. So. Uh, cool. Yeah. That's exciting. awesome. It's yeah. Exciting stuff. Yeah, man. Um, well, cool. I think that covers really all of the uh, important topics that bind our friendship at this juncture. Agreed. Yeah, I don't think we missed anything. So uh, there's nothing else going on. Nothing at all. We'll let you. Uh, we'll let you go. Have a good night. Have a good weekend, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, Scott. Have all a good right, one. Buddy. Take it. What's up, Aditya? How you doing? Good, man. How have you been? I'm doing well. Welcome to the pod. Um, all right. You. Uh, we'll just start off diving right into it. What's it like to lose? All right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been a while, so it's a different feeling. But yeah, you and me both. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I was kind of worried going into this because I knew Rohan was a good team, so it didn't really surprise me. But I don't know. I mean, I'm still three and one, so it's not too bad. Yeah, you'll be all right. You, uh, you're arguably still. I mean, Cole has the the four zero, which is undefeated, is pretty intimidating. But you're arguably still yeah. one of the most dangerous teams. So yeah, and also, you know, I'm not like. I'm not trying to be the best regular season team in the league, so I don't really care if I like. You oh, just gotta hit that. You gotta hit that six or seven win mark, and that's all you need to do. So, all right. I mean, Think I mean, long like, term. yeah, because you you look at it and like the the best regular season teams are the ones that always disappoint. So I don't want to be that team. Mm, and like, you, okay, you look, and then not just in fantasy, you look at any team we like we root for who's won it all. Like, I mean, that's not not many, but like like Capitals for example. Like every year they were the best regular season team, always disappointing the playoffs. Last year they weren't that good. Nobody had expectations, and they won it all. So that's me. That's what I'm saying. Okay, some tasteful losing, some strategic. Yeah, losing. gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's part of the plan. I'm like, I don't want to be the best regular season team. All right. Are you worried about your namesake, Drew Brees? I honestly One of am. Your namesakes. Con- yeah. Yes, because I'm actually considering. There's a little bit of a QB controversy. Um, I'm considering putting Philip Rivers in this week. I think at, at this point it's just going to be a week to week basis. Who has the better matchup? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a little concerned because anytime you put up eight points, like that's not. And Philip Rivers has been consistently putting up like twenty. So, yeah, it's a little concerning. Yeah, that is concerning. Uh, all the, but yeah, that's tough because the Chargers just don't feel like a team that's regularly going to score enough for you to like hold no. what you want See, that, out of a fantasy quarterback. But the, the yeah, Saints that, do, and maybe that's a misnomer. But the Saints feel that way. I don't know. No, I mean, like, yeah, because that's why, like, Drew Brees has a better upside. Like, he'll, he's, the, he's the guy that'll put up, like, 35, 40. I don't yeah. think uh, Rivers will do that, but at the same time, I mean, he puts up eight, and then Rivers doesn't do that either, so it's a tough call. Yeah, I mean, uh, you had the, the distinct advantage of Rivers playing against the 49ers this week, so yes. that's some <laughs> yes. points. Yeah, um, that's definitely... <laughs> how, about, uh, how about your other namesake? We'll just go through the namesakes here. Gronk right. also put up, let's see, he had six... What's going on in yes, but, New England? Well, well, the thing is, he's got an ankle injury, and he left in the, during that game. So he was actually doing well until he, he had that injury. That oh, he I, I missed that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so he's actually questionable for this week, too, because they're playing on Thursday. So I'm probably I'm trying to pick up – I mean, don't want to give away my strategies or anything, but I'm trying to pick up a tight end. So Yeah, everybody's trying I, to pick I, up a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> Ask Johnny but, about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I didn't want to bring it up. But anyways, the, uh, yeah, no, so I – I, I'm not worried about him just because he he had, like, a, four catches for, like, 44 yards, and then he got injured, and that's why. Like, if he if he gets – if he does, like, bad like that because he got injured, that's fine, but they were targeting him, so it's it's still okay. All right. So are you uh, – who do you play this week? So I'm playing um, – I think – wait, who am I playing? I don't, I don't even remember. I I'm playing um, – oh, I'm playing Trey. Trey, yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah. Two, that's a two tough matchup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little concerning, too. It could be two losses in a row for me. Oh, wow, not feeling so hot. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm feeling bad about it. It's just not the best rebound matchup right there. If you need know. me to remind you of how good your team is, and I do think that in large part <laughs> that's my role on this podcast, you're already projected for 119 points next week, and I'm sure you haven't even begun to touch your roster. So... Uh, you have points that you can score for sure. Yeah, but see, the problem this year is that 123 points is not good enough to win it. Like you look at this week, we all put up like 
146, 152, 136, 159, 127. I was I was like the one of the worst scorers in the league this week with 123. So yeah. everyone's putting up those points. I firmly believe that we're going to look back and this is going to be an anomaly, but I can't explain why. Is our is our, our average must be really high this this year. It is a little bit higher. It's 116 and I think historically it's been like 105 to 108. Yeah, so how, did, like, how is that even happening? We didn't change it. Like, we've always been doing PPR. We've, like, we're doing all that. We didn't change anything, right? I don't know. We changed, like, we made it more punitive for missed f- extra points or something like that. But, yeah, I don't think we've changed the scoring. I was thinking about this this morning at work, and I don't have a good answer. Uh, for yeah. now, we can say that we don't have any bye weeks yet. Yeah, that's true. But... Then I went back and looked at the last two years of data, and you don't – we didn't have, like, a really high scoring average before the bye weeks or after the bye weeks in either of the last two seasons. So there was no, yeah. like, noticeable drop in scoring, so I don't have reason to believe that we'll see a drop this year, and I, then I still can't explain it. One idea I did have was maybe the uh, the NFL rules, so things um. that, like, are helping quarterbacks – throw for more yards we see that trend that's growing true. and offenses are putting up more points i wonder if there's something along those lines that's that's true too there, there's no dominant defense this year and also another thing i've noticed is that um a lot of wide receiver twos on teams are doing very well so a lot of people have like wide receiver two like atlanta has calvin ridley you've got cincinnati with another wide receiver like a lot of, a lot of the teams have like not just their main receiver but their second one putting up points like cooper cup for me so i think our receivers are better this year Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, speaking of yeah. secondary offensive targets in the air, are you worried about Josh Gordon taking targets away from Gronk? Uh, see, you could th- you could think of it that way, or you could think of it as um, he's going to open up Gronk oh. more because teams are going to focus on yeah. Josh Gordon's. Yeah. So it depends on how you want to look at it. I mean, it could go either way, but I think that like I think positively, so I think it's going to open it, him up. Yeah, that, that's actually funny. If you look at the pe- Last night I was watching the uh, the Monday night game, and I had Tyreek Hill, obviously. Uh, yeah. And Sammy Watkins went out for a couple plays with an injury for the Chiefs. And at yeah. first my gut reaction was like, oh, perfect, more for Tyreek. And then the more plays he was out, their offense just sort of stagnated. And I was like, I guess I wanted him on the field, and then I just didn't want Pat Mahomes to throw it to him. But, like, you get into this, like, Schrodinger's wide receiver parody or paradox <laughs> where, like, you need – other good people on the field, but you don't actually want other good people on the field. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is hard to say. And I, I, for now, Josh Gordon isn't a threat. I was, I was really actually just fielding an opinion because I don't know what to do with Josh Gordon sitting on my bench. And it feels like, I mean, it feels like he could, he could end up being like a, a, a pro bowl wide receiver for the Patriots yeah. by the end of the year, or he could just disappear into darkness forever. But and I, I don't know what, I think you need to remember though. Also that is that the Patriots always start off, very bad, and then they just completely dominate the rest of the year. So you gotta wait to see how he's doing in like when the Patriots are doing way better too. Yeah, right now I think Tom Brady's not looked as good as he normally does, but I think I mean I'd like to think he'll, he'll probably pick it up. Yeah, so. I was looking today. Uh, he's like the I'll look it up. He's like the sixteenth best. Uh, yeah, nineteenth position ranked quarterback. Wow. Yeah, um, he only that's, has sixty four points through four weeks. So, wow. Pat Mahomes is the I think the highest actually. So it's pretty upside down. Jared Goff's up there as well. It's not your your typical cast and crew, but you got to think Tom Brady picks it up a little bit. But yeah, I'm gonna put in a little uh, shameless plug here, Chris. <laughs> if you want Carson Wentz, come after me on the <laughs> trade block. Uh, anyways, um, ooh, that's a. But, I mean, your team, though, Scott, I mean, you're on the same boat as me. You lost with putting up, like, 120 as well. You and I had, like, the same week. Yeah. Yeah, I put up 127. Uh, yeah, you put up, what, 122? 123. 123. Yeah, and Trey put up 122, and all three of us lost. Even Johnny put up 110 and lost. So a lot of high scoring yeah. losers this week, which is always a weird aberration. You always want that back. But yeah, at least there's Hank. winners. There's Hank's there, too, so. Yeah. That's- as of last week, you had like three of the top nine high scores of the season. Yeah, and now, and you're, was, now you're down to just bottom. one. <laughs> That's how high scoring this <laughs> week was. That is what we bumped you out uh, almost entirely. <laughs> um, well, I think it. I think it also says a lot that I've 
never put less than 120 points, but I've also never been the weekly leader. And yeah, yeah, you still haven't won high points, but you're you no. have the most points scored by a, a decent margin. Yeah, like I've never like this is this week was my lowest scoring week. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that is interesting. Um, well, cool. Good luck. Best of luck. Uh, you've got obviously a big matchup coming. Um, hopefully, you get to that four and one. Hopefully, we both get to that four and one. We're sort of running in parallel here. Although, yeah, no, I no, you and me are the same. Substantially better. Yeah, Scott, I also think you. I also think I was listening last week. I think you were underrating yourself, calling yourself the fifth best team. I think you're up there. Well, you're going to be I disappointed mean, then with the first half of this podcast. But uh, I'll. Uh, <laughs> okay. I just sort of said it, but uh, we'll do it more precisely. So points for I am yeah. fifth. Oh my god! Okay. Optimized yeah. points for I am fifth. All right. Uh, yeah, fifth. Uh, Pythagorean wins. I am fourth. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Upgrade. Uh, wins against the average team. I'm tied for fourth. Simulated uh, wins. I am fifth. Okay. Then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks in a row. This theory stands. I think I'm just the fourth or fifth best team. So um, I appreciate well, the you. Gotta, you gotta, Okay. Just going off the eye test, though. They always talk about the eye mm, test. I, would I like you, this. Yeah. I would put. Yeah. I would put you at like maybe at least three or four. Okay. I got a big game against uh, Hank this week that feels a little bit like a Ooh. trap. So I don't really like the idea yeah. of you inflating my ego and then me losing to <laughs> Hank. So we're gonna we're gonna cut this short. But uh, <laughs> okay. I do appreciate it, and uh, hopefully you you rack up another big win against Trey. Yeah, I mean it's a huge week for me. So hopefully. are you are you still a super team? Um, I, still, I never thought I was a super team. Oh, so you were actually excluding yourself in that text? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. I was oh, I thought you were. Yeah. I thought you were throwing shade at Trey. Oh no, 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 no! I was being serious. Like I don't think I'm the super team. Interesting. I, okay, why are you yeah. not a super team then? <laughs> because I mean, okay, look, you look at my keepers. It was yes, Todd Gurley is great, but I had Devante who hasn't even played since week one, and even in week one he did nothing. And the guys that are scoring the most points for me are like Cooper Cup and I don't know AJ Green's good, but he's never like the he's not the Antonio Brown like everyone covets him. So I, like you look at my team, you got, I have Todd Gurley, Gronkowski's been disappointing. So really, other than Gurley, I don't see anyone you could consider me being a like that would make me a super team. Like who would you who else okay. would you say other than? Yeah, I'm looking at your your roster in the position ranks. You have the second best running back in Gurley, but then you're right, you have yeah. the fifth best QB. Fifth best wideout, seventh best tight end, eighth best yeah. defense. It's not like you have you. Yeah, I see no, your point. I have, I have different guys stepping up for me in different weeks. Yeah. So, all right, I can yeah. buy that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, hopefully, then you topple the super team. Now that you you just pitched yourself as the <laughs> underdog, that was wild. You just put uh, that's that brain or well, uh, That's what I'm telling you. I want to be that guy going into the playoffs that no one's like. Not making any noise. The, they don't believe in us, team. Okay, that's yeah, gonna, that's not, gonna be a hard sell. I think people believe in you, but keep, keep spinning <laughs> this. To, I, I will. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna. My goal is to make sure nobody's believing in me by the end of the year. All right, perfect. Lose a few <laughs> games. That would that would work wonders for that. Then no, I mean I gotta keep winning, but barely winning. So. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that sounds good. All right, good All hearing right. from you, and good luck against Trey. Uh, thanks a lot, Scott. See you, buddy. Hello? What's up, Trey? Welcome to the pod. How you doing? Hey, how's it going, Kamish? Doing pretty well. Um, it's losers night on the pod, so we're talking to all the oh. losers, myself included. Oh. How's, uh, how's your second loss of the se- season sitting with you? Ah, I mean, it's not too bad. It is made terrible, terrible by the fact that it is to Matt. Mm, yes, but I did lose to high points, and my team still averaged over 120. So it's not like my team underperformed or anything. It's just somebody else's team overperformed. It's a good way to look at it. Uh, yeah, I have to agree that one of the most painful things, more definitely more painful than losing to Cole this week, was having to Venmo Matt ten dollars. That. It, it, honestly, I thought about just resigning my commissionerhood and keeping his ten dollars instead. That would would have been easier on my soul. Um, 
so yeah, sympathy there. Explain. Uh, you, you, we have some people begging for explanations from you. You started the Vikings defense this week. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, the Vikings D is generally pretty good, and uh, you got to know that like Thursday night games are kind of weird. I did not expect it to be weird in the way that it ended up being. I expected it to be weird in that the defense is dominated. Okay. Um, so I, just a wrong kind of choice. But they had been, I think, the third-ranked uh, defense through the first three weeks up until that point. So I figured I'd just roll with them because it's kind of a crapshoot if you're going to stream anyway. Yeah, I mean, so, so yeah, they they scored 18 against San Francisco first week, and then they had mm-hmm. two and five weeks, two and three, so, um, okay. Yeah, I, I think I, the Rams... I, I put some faith in them, but uh, maybe it was a bit misplaced. You, you live and you learn. Yeah, negative nine it tends to indicate that it was it was a bit misplaced. Uh, thankfully, <laughs> it didn't make the difference for your score, or your, your, the outcome of your game. That alone didn't do it. Um and I was happy, obviously, because I'd go off and Woods, so that was great for me, just watching that number plummet on your end. Yeah. Um, how about A.B.? Is A.B. the second best wideout on uh, the Steelers? Uh, I'm not sure about that. You think he's um, third best? Because <laughs> I, I Lord knows he ain't best. first best. I think he's first best, and he draws the double coverage, allowing the other players to flourish in his spot. He's a team mm. player. He's out there. He's out there doing it, doing it for the team. So uh, he's drawing all the coverage, so those other guys can get a little bit of that extra separation they need. All right, I'll, I'll accept that spin. He's the uh, he's currently the nineteenth position ranked wideout, which is that's hard to see. Um, Hasn't had like an off week. He's just, I guess, not putting up massive numbers. Yeah, yeah. You can get some of those guys that uh, just get those really, really big games, and that that inflates their score above him. But I, uh, I like his consistency. I think he's a consistent, pretty consistent scorer, uh, similar to Jarvis, and uh, that's kind of what I'm looking for on my team. Okay, that's fair. Are you worried about uh, Kamara now that Mark Ingram's back? Uh, I don't think he'll be as crazy as he has been, but I do like the fact that he gets a little bit more rest, and maybe he continues to perform uh, at a higher level, higher average level uh, for the season instead of having just super crazy games. And so I'm playing the long game where I average a high amount of points uh, each, each week, and I hopefully don't have those peaks and valleys. But I average pretty high, and yeah. that's kind of the game I'm playing. And I think it, I think it's working pretty well. And I hope that uh, Mark and uh, Kamara can continue to coexist. Yeah, I didn't realize. I mean, I knew Kamara was having a good season. I didn't realize he was averaging twenty nine point seven points a game. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, I can take a little bit of a loss there. I think as if I can get some uh, extra performance out of some of my other players. Yeah. I, well, yeah, Kamara's going to regress to the mean a little bit. Matt's going to yell that phrase really loudly uh, while it happens. You're playing Aditya this coming week. Is Aditya a super team? Uh, I mean, he's been he's been looking awfully good, um, but I'm not super high on the super team moniker. Mm, I think uh, for anybody or just for him. For anybody, for so, anybody. I think if you're, it's hard to put together. A team that will win each week, which is what we're team, kind of teaming up as a super team. I think you can perform above average each week, but case in point, if you get blown out of the water by high points, that's still a loss. And is that how, mm. if we judge that on uh, the super team moniker on wins and losses, is anybody really a super team? I'm not sure about that. I think you can take the risks in the draft. And, I mean, I definitely did get a ton of uh, value out of my keepers. But if you take the risks in the draft and stuff, too, you can end up with a pretty damn good-looking team that falls completely apart if somebody gets hurt, which is kind of where I'm at. <laughs> Why do you say that's where you're at? Well, because, like, I feel like... You don't have anybody hurt. One, I, uh, Aaron Rodgers almost went out for, like, the season, which is what... Yeah, I was in actuality, to... he was out for about a quarter. <laughs> yeah. 
You have Geronimo Allison is questionable. Uh, otherwise, you have a perfectly clean bill of health. Yeah, but not if they keep riding Camaro like that. I don't know. So. Okay. All right. Um, I'm just saying anything can happen. You can have a great team coming out, but injuries and stuff like Shady right. and uh, Fournette could have been really fucking good this week, uh, these first four weeks had True. they not been injured. Yeah, and Aditya, uh, I, he had a, a very good team last year and then had Aaron Rodgers and uh, OBJ go down for the season. So there is precedent for the argument you're making. I will point out you have the number one overall running back and the supposed to be number one overall player in the entire league in AB. Uh, along with Kareem Hunt, the number nine overall running back. So, tough sell. <laughs> but I, I like the argument you made. Is Cole a super team? Uh, is Cole the I best mean, team in the league? That's what I'm going to ask. Is Cole the best team in the league? I do not think Cole is the best team in the league. I think he's being held down kind of by uh, some coaches that, in the NFL that probably shouldn't be coaches in the NFL. Um in Europe and how they utilize their players. Who are you talking about? Uh, I don't even know the coach's name for Arizona and how he's oh, yeah. utilizing DJ. Okay, that's fair. I think, yeah. All right, that's fair. Uh, that's just, a, I think, a bad team talent-wise, too. So that, that's going to stink. But also DJ's just past his prime. He's way over the hill. So, <laughs> um, Interesting. Who Are you the best team in the league? Uh, I think I... I think... I am the best team in the league because week to week I will average the highest amount of points. I it may come down to people coming having great weeks for me, but great weeks against me. But I think given any week, I do have one of the higher chances of winning. Okay. Uh, if you look at the season average, I will have the highest average score by the end of the season. Okay, so you're coming for that. Uh, scoring title that Aditya is currently holding on to. Yes. There are, uh, I'm looking at it now, there are, f- by my count, four teams. Uh, Cole, me, oh no. Three teams. Cole, Aditya, and Roe are the only teams that have scored over 100 all four weeks. Week two, you had 99.2. That's the only thing keeping you out of that exclusive club. Uh, but you do have a high points. You have two high points? Two high points. Two high points. Uh, and a DTO doesn't have any high points. We were actually just talking about that. So um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, anything else? You got any questions for me? No, not really. Uh, kind of question out. The one thing I would want to say is shout out to the pod. If everybody, I don't know if anybody looks at that trading block uh tab on ESPN, but there are some players up there. Uh, I'm always open to hearing some some trade offers, uh, but if anybody else wants to put their players up there to let me know what, what kind of the market's kind of looking like, that'd be cool. You're telling me that in ESPN there's a tab that says trading block? Yes. Okay. I'm going to do some digging and try and track that, that tab down, and uh, then maybe I'll participate in the little game you've got going. Yeah, do, just do, you, uh, do you want to talk trades live on the air right now? We don't have to. We can talk trades. Uh, basically, I think most of the league knows what I'm trying to do right now, uh, which is package a two for one. It's probably not – I don't think anybody's really biting, but I, uh, I do got some people that are fairly good handcuffs. Uh and people that are RB1s right now that because the guy in front of them's out. So trying to move some people, go up, a, get up a little bit in a, that wide receiver category for my second wide receiver just to see where things are at because I'm not sure I trust Baker Mayfield yet. That's fair. I just So I just found the trading block. Uh, everyone has a, block, a literal block, so there are 10 blocks here. Nine of them are empty, and you have – Eight players on your <laughs> on your block, uh, you have half your, your roster is there. Uh, this is good to know. Yeah, they're they're out there. Uh, I'm I'm willing to listen to trades for anyone. I would say, but just know that the more likely people are the eight people that that I've listed. Very interesting. All right, I'll check it out. Um, in the meantime, I'm gonna let you run. But uh, best of week, best of luck next week against uh, Ditya, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you very much, Kamish. All right. See you, buddy.
All right, well, there you have it. Uh, that's a wrap on week four recap. Next week, just to remind you, we've got Roe against Chris. Roe's a big favorite. I'm favorited over Hank. Matt's got the edge over Anurag. Aditya by a hair over Trey. And Cole 4-0 is the least heavy favorite of the matchups over Johnny, uh, who's 0-4. So another exciting slate. Um, should be fun. Look at the trade block. And all, as always, hook them grundles.